Time now for the news, presented by Boyd Furniture and Mattress Center in Wayne City, where you get everyday low prices on Serta, Ashley, Catnapper, and Benchcraft Furniture. I'm Dustin Fuller reporting. The boil order was lifted yesterday afternoon for Jasper Waterworks customers in the Mount Erie area. Customers in Mount Erie have been on a boil order since Monday. Since the month of September and the implementation of cashless bail, the Wayne County Jail has been hovering around 10 to 12 people on average. That figure has been steady, according to jail officials, for the past month. Some of those affected on that arrested in the area, though, have been arrested multiple times for multiple crimes. According to officials at the jail, the reason they are releasing offenders is because they are granted pretrial release without cash bail as part of the pretrial release provisions of the Safety Act. Judges have the authority on the seriousness of the crime to hold offenders until trial if they violate the terms of their pretrial release. But in Wayne County, that has not taken place, but on a few occurrences. Between September 16th and January 16th, court records indicate that alleged offenders have been arrested three or more times, several times. Randolph Reed is one example of that cycle. Since the month of September, he has faced charges of criminal trespassing to real property. We've attempted to look more into those cases, but some of those items are sealed. Others indicate Reed has failed to appear in court multiple times as well. A status hearing on the cases for Randolph Reed is set for February 13th at 9.30 a.m. at the Wayne County Courthouse. Another alleged multiple-time offender is Edward Riley. Since September, Riley has been arrested and charged with crimes at least three times. As of the release of this report, Riley is awaiting a court appearance on an initial charge of theft and criminal trespassing. In other instances, Riley has been charged with theft. Wayne County Circuit Clerk's staff has told the WFIW News team about the training they received in regards to the Landmark Safety Act. According to the staff, they say they received about 45 minutes training over Zoom about the pretrial release and how that is supposed to work. Staff at the courthouse feel that more training is needed to understand how the act is supposed to work. We've reached out to the Wayne County State's Attorney's Office but at this time, they have not had a moment to comment back to us. We will update this story on air and online once we receive comment from the state's attorney's office. Until more clarity is given on the rules, police sheriff's departments throughout the state will be playing the catch-and-release game with alleged offenders of the law on low-level crimes. Health officials want to urge the public about a recall on Robitussin cough medicine a national voluntary recall was recently issued for the medicine. The recall is for the Honey CF Max Day and Honey CF Night products. They say the recall is due to microbial contamination. According to the manufacturer, no issues have been reported so far. This is WFIW News. This is Heidi Hodges bringing you the Daily Financial Market Report on behalf of financial advisor Andrew Diesel and Edward Jones. Stocks finished higher on Thursday. The Dow closed up 243 points at 38,049. The Nasdaq was up 29 points at 15,510. The S&P 500 was up 26 points at 4,894. And in the bond market, 10-year Treasury yields are trading at 4.12%.
In stocks of local interest, Chevron closed up $3.65 to $148.57. Walmart was up $2.34 to $162.84. Duke Energy was up $1.19 to $95.73. Apple was down $0.33 to $194.17. John Deere was up $4.60 to $393.01. ConocoPhillips was up $2.38 to $112.05. Boeing was down $12.25 to $201.88. And ExxonMobil closed up $2.53 to $102.13. In commodity markets, the price of crude oil was up $2.19 to $77.28, and the spot price of gold was up $2.30 to $2,018.30. This has been today's Financial Market Report, brought to you on behalf of Edward Jones, member SIPC, and financial advisor Andrew Diesel, serving individual investors with personalized attention and financial advice from his office in Fairfield. If you would like additional information, you can contact us at 842-4212. Daily commentary is also located on our website at edwardjones.com. WFIW News continues. The Illinois Department of Revenue will begin accepting 2023 state tax returns on Monday. That is the same day that the Internal Revenue Service begins accepting federal individual income tax returns. Taxpayers are encouraged to file electronically as early as possible and choose direct deposit in order to ensure the fastest processing and issuance of any refunds. Ameren is warning its customers in Illinois to be aware of an increase in online scams. Scammers are developing fraudulent website listings that mimic the company's website and include fake contact phone numbers and email addresses. An individual who uses an internet search engine to contact Ameren representatives to pay their bill or change service may come across a about several legitimate looking but fake Ameren website listings. Once customers call the fake phone numbers or click on a fake link, they are tricked into thinking they are engaging with an Ameren representative or visiting the company's official website. We have additional state and regional news now from the Illinois Radio Network. Reporting for the Illinois Radio Network, I'm Andrew Hensel. Despite rumblings of a possible state budget deficit for the next fiscal year, the Illinois State Board of Education is asking for a sizable increase. Kevin Bessler reports. The board is proposing a $653 million increase over last year in funding for Illinois schools. The proposal includes a $350 million increase in evidence-based funding. Robin Staines, president of the education advocacy group Advance Illinois, says Governor J.B. Prisker has shown that he cares about education. So I don't doubt for a second that that is a priority for him. We will see what he does. Boy, it would be great if he could find a way to deliver on what ISB is proposing. Um, I think it's going to be a challenge, but I am... Um, I'm keeping my fingers crossed and my hopes up. The budget also addresses the state's ongoing migrant crisis with $35 million allocated to support so-called newcomers. The proposal now goes to the governor for his consideration. U.S. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen visited Illinois Thursday to make a case for the Biden administration's economic agenda. Yellen's trip was billed as official rather than political 
as President Joe Biden is expected to rematch against former President Donald Trump in November. The economy has been a drag on Biden's popularity poll numbers, but the government reported Thursday that the economy grew at an unexpectedly brisk 3.3% annual pace from October through December. The Illinois Department of Revenue announced it will begin accepting and processing 2023 tax returns on January 29th, the same date the Internal Revenue Service begins accepting federal income tax returns. In addition to free filing of Form 1040 through MyTaxIllinois.gov, individuals may also utilize the site to make payments, respond to department inquiries, and check the status of their refunds by using the Where is My Refund tab. If a taxpayer electronically files an error-free return, they should receive a direct deposit refund in about four weeks. A Kane County Sheriff's deputy turned into a food delivery guy after a DoorDash driver was arrested during a delivery. Police said the driver was arrested because of a bogus registration and he had no valid license or insurance. His delivery car was eventually towed. This is IRN. Local and area obituaries on WFIW presented by Nails Funeral Home. Locally owned and operated with locations in Fairfield and Albion. Nails Funeral Home providing professionalism and care in your family's time of need. 86-year-old Cecil Eugene Cochran of Louisville passed away Thursday, January 18th. He was born April 24th of 1937 in Flora to Charles William and Dolores Lillian Bible Cochran of Louisville. He survived by his oldest daughter, Tammy Gentry of Louisville, and her children, Tara Ratcliffe, Nathan, and wife Rachel Ratcliffe of Lexington, Kentucky, and Ronnie Gentry of Mount Vernon. He's also survived by his youngest daughter, Rhonda Cochran of Effingham, and her daughter and grandsons, Alexandra Paxton and Kingston Brown, all of Virginia Beach, Virginia. His sister Sue and husband Jim Corson of Kinmundy, sisters-in-law Vicki and husband Gene Porter and Gwen Thomason of Wayne City, Two cousins, many nephews, nieces, great-nephews and great-nieces, plus friends, neighbors, and church family also survive. He was preceded in death by both of his parents in 1996, his beloved only son Chad in 1999, and his wife Lou in 2020. A celebration of life will be held for Cecil Cochran, at 6.30 p.m. on Friday, March the 8th at Christ Church, located at 200 North Olive Road in Flora. Frank and Bright Funeral Home of Flora is assisting the family with arrangements. 92-year-old Rita May Reinhardt of Xenia passed away Tuesday, January 23rd at her home. She was born January 3rd of 1932 in Gamaliel, Kentucky to Garfield and Lonnie Humes. She's survived by her children, Carmelita Barlow of Brownstown, John and wife Susie Hale of the Villages, Florida, Jimmy and wife Edna Hale of Sullivan, Missouri, and Lisa Hale of Xenia. Also survived by Jesse and husband Rodney Persinger of Flora and Joe Hale of Xenia. Survived as well by 23 grandchildren, 23 great-grandchildren, and five great-great-grandchildren. She was preceded in death by her parents, two husbands, William Garland Hale and Raymond Reinhardt, a son, Bevel Hale, a grandson, Dustin Hale, three sisters, Ida, Maggie, and Clarice, three brothers, James, Mitchell, and Robert, 
and special companion, Frank Sudith. No services will be held. Frankie Bright Funeral Home of Flora is assisting the family with arrangements. Laura Catherine Katie Whipple, 90, of Bell Reeve, passed away at 8.25 a.m. on Tuesday, January 23rd at SSM Health Good Samaritan Hospital in Mount Vernon. She was born February 20th of 1933 in rural Hamilton County near Dahlgren to David and Wilhelmia Geiger Garrison. On April 12th of 1952, she married W.G. Bill Whipple, who preceded her in death on December 15th of 2009. She is survived by her children, David Whipple and wife Mar uh, Marlene, Greg Whipple, Carol Whipple, John Whipple and wife Angie, and Mary Wilkerson and husband David. Seven grandchildren, Elena Lacey and husband Brent, Kevin Whipple and wife Sarah, Jelsey Holland and husband Billy, Jared Whipple and wife Callie, Jamin Whipple, Aaron Wilkerson and wife Ricky, Alicia Suver and husband Caleb, and 23 great-grandchildren, a brother-in-law, two sisters-in-law, and seven or several nieces and nephews also survived. She was preceded to death by her husband, W.G. Bill Whipple, two sisters, Helen Sandler, as well as Alita Hanks, four brothers-in-law, and a sister-in-law. Funeral services for Laura Catherine Katie Whipple will be at 12 noon Saturday at the Bell Reeve Missionary Baptist Church in Bell Reeve. Visitation will be from 10 a.m. until service time at the church. Interment will be in IOOF Cemetery in Dahlgren. Golson Funeral Home of McLeansboro assisting the family with arrangements. 64-year-old Connie Sue Berry of Oakland, Illinois, passed away January 22nd at her home. A funeral ceremony will take place on Wednesday at Frankie Bryant Funeral Home in Florida with internment at the Old Union Cemetery. The service, by the way, at 1 p.m. at Frankie Bright Funeral Home. Visitation is from 11 a.m. until service time at Frankie Bright Funeral Home in Florida. That is for 64-year-old Connie Sue Berry of Oakland. 73-year-old Trevor M. Barnett of Wayne City passed away 5.50 p.m. on Tuesday, January 23rd at Fairfield Memorial Hospital. Cremation has taken place and no services will be held. Johnson Devon Funeral Home of Fairfield is assisting the family with arrangements. 97-year-old Betty Lou Hodge of Fairfield passed away at 7 p.m. on Tuesday, January 23rd at the Perion Care in Fairfield. Funeral services will be at 1 p.m. today at the Johnson Avon Funeral Home in Fairfield Burial in Maple Hill Cemetery. Visitation is from 11 a.m. until service time at Johnson Avon Funeral Home in Fairfield. 71-year-old Robert Albert Ron Dean of Dale, Illinois, passed away on Tuesday, January 23rd at SSM Health Good Samaritan Hospital in Mount Vernon. Funeral services are at 1 this afternoon at New Life Assembly Church in McLeansboro, New Life Assembly Church of God, that is, in McLeansboro. The station will be from 11 a.m. until service time at the church today with internment at Hebron Cemetery in Walpole. Golson Funeral Home in McLeansboro assisting the family with arrangements. 91-year-old Dorla Jean uh, Ferris Swallows of 
Blairsville passed away on Monday, January 22nd at her home. Funeral services will be held at 1 p.m. Sunday at Golson Funeral Home in McLeansboro. The station will be from 5 p.m. until 7 p.m. tomorrow evening at Golson Funeral Home in McLeansboro with internment at Hopewell Cemetery in McLeansboro. 79-year-old Larry M. Pillman of Xenia passed away on Friday, January 19th at Deaconess Gateway Hospital in Newburgh. Visitation will be held from 11 a.m. until 12 noon tomorrow at Frank and Bright Funeral Home in Flora with a military funeral honors ceremony at 11 a.m. at the funeral home. Frank and Bright Funeral Home of Flora assisting the family with arrangements. 83-year-old Ruth A. Cooper of Flora passed away on Saturday, January 20th at Flora Gardens Care Center. A graveside memorial service will be held at a later date. Frank and Bright Funeral Home of Flora assisting the family with arrangements. 78-year-old Dennis K. Vale of Fairfield passed away on January 19th at his residence. A memorial service will be held at 11 a.m. tomorrow at the Fairfield First Christian Church with burial at Shrewsbury Cemetery near Mill Shoals. The station will be from 10 a.m. until service time at church Saturday. Nails Funeral Home of Fairfield assisting the family with arrangements. 56-year-old Calvin Lee Clark of Patoka passed away on Saturday, January 20th at the Barnes Jewish Hospital in St. Louis. A celebration of life will take place from 3 until 5 tomorrow evening at Frank and Bright Funeral Home in Flora. Full obituaries including survivors at WFIWradio.com. 104.9 WFIW has teamed up with Bob's Pizza of Albion to bring back the WFIW Birthday and Anniversary Club. Weekday mornings around 6.40, we will announce birthdays and anniversaries on the air and we'll draw for a winner daily plus a weekly prize on Fridays. Enter the WFIW Birthday and Anniversary Club online at WFIWradio.com or send a card in the mail to P.O. Box 310, Fairfield, Illinois 62837. Order Bob's Pizza online at Bob'sPizza.net. TOC Direct Media is looking for the 2024 Farm Family of the Year. Presented by Davies Community Hospital. The family farm is not a job, but a way of life. They live where they work, and they work where they live. TOC Direct Media is looking to honor one deserving farm family in our area. And we need your help. Nominate a farm family today, and tell us why they deserve to be named the TOC Farm Family of the Year. Presented by Davies Community Hospital. Go to our website to nominate a farm family today. Save money and time by shopping with TOC Direct Mail. It comes to your mailbox every week and includes great buys on what you want and what you need. Look for TOC Direct in your mailbox this week. It takes a special type of person to inform and entertain, and that's what we do at TOC Direct Media. Inform and entertain. If you think you have what it takes, consider us for your next move. Log on to OriginalCompany.com and give us the reasons we should consider you for one of our openings. It might be just a side hustle for you. Log on to TheOriginalCompany.com, an equal opportunity employer. Part-time, full-time, or side hustle. Want to make a comment or suggestion about this Original Company radio station? Go online to OriginalCompany.com. For comments and suggestions, go online to OriginalCompany.com, an equal opportunity employer. I'm Dustin Fuller with his check of sports on WFIW and WOKZ. 
Fairfield Lady Mules picked up their 11th win of the season as they defeated the Wolf Gallons of Flora on the road 39-16. Lily Simpson led the Lady Mules in scoring with 14 points, while Riley Edwards added 11. Corey Sutton chipped in 6. Lady Mules also won in the JV matchup over Flora 42-22. Riley Jolly scored 11 in the JV contest. Lady Mules are off today before hitting the hardwood for the third time in four days tomorrow when they host Casey Westfield. Carmine White County Lady Bulldogs locked up the Black Diamond East title. They held off Edwards County 52-47 at McDougal Douglas in Carmine. For Edwards County, Grace Bishop led the way with 15 in the loss. JV game went to Edwards County 53-42. Lady Lions are back in action on the road in only on Saturday. El Dorado held off Hamilton County 50-45. El Dorado's Adriana Hendricks led the way in scoring for the Lady Eagles with 24 in the win. In Black Diamond West action, Johnston City down Cesar Valier-Waltonville 42-39 in overtime. In the Cahokia Conference Mississippi Division, Salem down Columbia 37-32. In Little Illini play, Mount Carmel defeated Paris 54-39. In Midland Trail action, Woodlawn won their fourth straight MTC title. They defeated Weber 60-22. In river-to-river Mississippi play, DeCoin held off West Frankfurt in overtime 51-49, while Nashville down Benton 63-29. In river-to-river Ohio play, it was Carterville downing Harrisburg 47-33. In other girls basketball action, Christopher downed Wayne City Sisney 61-41. Mount Vernon knocked off Altoff Catholic by a final count of 64-48. North Clay Clay City downed Sandoval Odin Patoka 59-47. In boys basketball action, in Greater Egyptian Tournament play, Galatia downed Thompsonville 65-31. NCOE knocked off as well. They uh, were victorious over Carrier Mills Stonefort, 43-32. In Little Illini action at the Little Illini Tournament in Newton, Marshall edged Paris 52-51, while Robinson snuck past Mount Carmel 51-48. In National Trail Tournament action, Windsor Stustras defeated Neoga 49-44. North Clay defeated CHBC 61-52. Effingham St. Anthony down St. Elbow Brownstown 51-32. In river-to-river play in the West Division, it was Pickneyville downing West Frankfurt 46-33. That's been a look on the local and area basketball scores. Time now for state and regional sports from the Illinois Radio Network. And with that check of sports, here is Jason Gotch. Illinois Radio Network Sports, I'm Jason Gotch. The Lakers run past the Bulls 141-132 last night in L.A. DeMar DeRozan scored 32 points for the Bulls. Kobe White added 25 in the loss. LeBron James, 25 points and 12 assists for the Lakers in that win. Bulls coach Billy Donovan said after the game, the Lakers' solid shooting was just too much. They had some open shots. I'm not sitting there saying every single one of them. I don't know what they were in the second half, but the first half they were 9-14 on contested threes. You know, they have not been, you know, a great three-point shooting team, and, you know, they shot it great today. Give them credit. And the Bulls fall to 21-25 and for the season, while Bulls guard Zach Levine out at least another week as he's battling a right ankle injury. 
College Hoops last night. Eastern Illinois beat Tennessee Tech 68-59. Western Illinois won at Southern Indiana 73-68. On Saturday, number 10, Illinois hosts Indiana. NFL, the conference championship games are set. This coming Sunday, the Chiefs visit the Ravens in the AFC title game. Here is Chiefs star quarterback Patrick Mahomes on his counterpart, Ravens star Lamar Jackson. It's challenging. The way he's able to just be a competitor and score the, score the football, obviously, and then their entire team. I mean, it's a, it's a tall task. you got to go out there and play your best football. And if- the finale on Sunday is the Lions taking on the 49ers in the NFC title game. Other NFL news, the Falcons pass on Bill Belichick. They've hired Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris as their new head coach. Hockey, the Blues visit the Seattle Kraken tonight. The Blues have won three straight. The Blackhawks shut out 3-0 by the Edmonton Oilers last night. The Hawks have now lost 19 straight road games. That ties a franchise record. Baseball, the White Sox hired John Schriffen as their new TV play-by-play announcer. He's worked for ESPN the last four years. And finally, today is the 38th anniversary of the Bears winning Super Bowl XX as they beat the Patriots 46-10 in that game, their only Super Bowl championship. This is the Illinois Radio Network.